COVID-19 continues to be a serious health risk, so we have to continue to protect ourselves and others to limit the spread of the disease. That means wearing a non-medical mask or face covering in places like grocery stores and public transit, washing our hands often, and staying home if sick. That's how we'll help keep our loved ones safe. Let's protect each other. Learn more at canada.ca slash coronavirus or 1-833-784-4397. A message from the Government of Canada. Well, good morning. This is the first wake-up call here in 93.3 CFMU for whatever time you may be. Oh, gee, hang on a second. That doesn't sound right. Of course, I should be chewing my vitamins before I begin this. Hang on a second. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night to you for whatever time you may be catching this. This is First Up for 93.3 CFMU. My name is Joe Moore. I'll be with you for the next 60 to 90 minutes as today is a special episode. Unfortunately, it's not yet episode 30, although it might have been fun if it was. But anyways, today is what I'd like to call the sync episode as everything synchronizes from the radio to the podcasting world all into this. So what you hear on the podcasting platform is now back to what you hear on the radio. More information on that in just a sec and all the special content for today and I look forward to sharing with you. So stay tuned, stick around and don't go away. And yeah, welcome back to the program. If this is your first time, uh, welcome, first off. And uh, I mean, actually, before I begin anything, how have you been? How are you doing? Hopefully you and yours have been keeping well since the past uh, week, since we last met last week. If this is, again, your first time, hey, welcome aboard, and thanks for coming across this show. Basically, right now, as uh, as, it, as it has been for the past few weeks, it's been a podcasted show. Um, what normally would have been on the radio, on the airwaves, but because of our current situation regarding the pandemic, um, our station access is still limited. However, that doesn't mean our programming has stopped. Uh, so for the past 11 or 12 weeks or so, I think, something like that. I've been doing the show from home and will continue to do so until measures allow me to go back into the station to be able to do these live once again. That means right up in the early morning at 6 a.m. as you probably are tuned in now, hence you may be able to catch this program. But anyways, regardless, um, I look forward to sharing this one today because, uh, as I sort of mentioned, if you may have caught in the the introduction, regardless of whatever time you may have joined uh, this particular episode, um, although it's only been about, like, what, two, three minutes or so? (laughs) Anywho, um, um, today's episode is basically what I'd like to call the sync episode. So what has been happening, as I sort of mentioned how things have been going for the past few weeks, is that I've been recording these shows from home and then releasing them on podcasting platforms. Now, you may then be asking, what has been going to air? And if you have been able to catch up with or keep up with what's been going on on air, you may have noticed that I've been re-airing sort of, uh, I guess, versions of reruns of some episodes of old from a few weeks uh, or since uh, the last one that I did live in studio, but really they're kind of like these highlight reels they've been. So I think ever since about episode number 23 or 24, somewhere there, I began airing two episodes every week. So one which was the actual intended episode, which uh, would have been on the podcasting platform, and the other one which is sort of this highlight reel of everything since number 16, which was the first week we went sort of on our lockdown measures back in March, uh, for all that content to be aired, to be aired rather in highlight form. That's where the H comes in, in case you're wondering what spoonerism I was about to get on. Anyway, um, with that, so I've been airing a bunch of uh, episodes each week. That way I could eventually one day 
be able to catch up so that, and by catch up, I mean whatever I air on the podcasting platform will be the exact same as on the radio airwaves. So that day happens to be today because last week, um, if you may have potentially paid attention, although the episode was released a little bit later, um, at least for the the folks who were on air, you'll be able to have heard it probably. Uh, But if you manage to just catch it uh, through the podcasting platform only, you may have noticed it will have gone out a little bit later, but nonetheless, um, you'll notice that that feature went on twice because I aired sort of the full episode on podcasting, uh, the podcasting form, and then I also got the, um, the highlight version of it to go with everything else that came. I think it was number 26, 27, and 28, or something of that sort. But anyways, so that was the Avery Jackman feature, and I managed to do that twice, which means there there's no more content to have to catch up on. So today, it's going to be brand new content from here on out, and only one show being released out every week, which means great for me, not because I'm lazy, but because now I can really focus all my energies onto this one show to make it all that much better for the next 60 to 90 minutes, which now really will be 90 minutes because the show, uh, the sort of my time slot as I normally do this on uh, CFMU is an hour and a half, so 90 minutes from 6 to 7.30, as you probably have been potentially tuned into for the past few weeks. So here's how today's episode will turn out. I think it'll be sort of a little fun time because not only do I have um, not really reruns, but sort of looking back at some of these, some of my favorite moments so far from the show, it kind of will be a bit of a retrospect for my case for how the show has been going up to this point, although I should technically say that for episode so 30, but odds are I'm going to have a feature by then. So I'll, I'll keep my uh, my uh, lips sealed for that just for a little bit and release that information come next week. Anyways, for today, it's going to be a lot of uh, features of, of various of previous shows and things that I really enjoyed. I'll probably have the outtake here and there, some music as well, because I know I've kind of been depriving you of music since a lot of it's been content driven, but I still want to keep our local artists and artists all across, really, uh, sort of represented and to be be able to get a platform to share their music. So I'll have some music as well. And something that I haven't quite done, and this is something I realized very recently that I should have released ages ago, but never actually got to. And this time it's uh, a special guest, but the guest is not the interviewee who I interview, but they're the one who actually interviews me. This was something that actually took place way back, well before all of the pandemic uh, sort of escalations took place. This was back, I think, in uh, October or November or something of the sort, and so we've got that uh, to share with you probably later on in the show. Now, um, offhand, if you're kind of wondering why everything sounds so boomy in this room right now, it's because I am in my bedroom and this is a home-recorded uh, podcast. Uh, the fan's blurring behind me and I'm sort of staring into my laptop screen slash wall. Uh, so do do mind and do bear with me with the sounds, because normally if I'm in the studio, there is not this much echo, just in case it comes out. Because um, although I will be trying my best to try to refine as I've been sort of experimenting with home formats as I have with my fellow uh, volunteers at the station as, you know, we've all been trying to figure out our ways to send our shows in. I know if you've ever checked out our website, it's cfmu.ca. Um, you've, if you've ever tried scrolling through some of the shows that do run, you'll, you'll notice their show pages are still going. Uh, so please feel free to check out all of your other favorite programs here at the station. And because you never know, I mean, I know some shows that have just started a couple weeks ago that have been resuming uh, episodes and things of the sort. Some of my friends have also been beginning their shows, Accented Tales. I think uh, I Heart Hamilton on Fridays is going on right now. So Kristen's show, you should definitely check that out as well. Um, I think put a record on with Alicia Maine is still going on on Tuesdays, if I remember correctly. Now, um, 
I honestly and admittedly have not been quite up to speed with everything, however, uh, I trust that hopefully things will be fine then. So anyways, uh, let me leave you first off with uh, this little bit. This is going to be a music break, I suppose. I'll probably let you listen to some music for now because I certainly have been talking a crazy ton. So with this great sync episode, I'd probably like to go ahead and feature an album, which I have featured uh, a few times before, but I can never not feature in, or never feature enough, rather. <laughs> uh, if I if I double neg- uh, negated that, I think that would have become something else. Anyways, this, I'm going to cut right to it so I can get you the music right away. So, we're going to kick off this set of music uh, with a little track from Ellis. This is something off of her most recent album, Born Again, which was uh, released out back in April. And for some reason, I'm inclined to say May because it's been such a long time. But really... It's actually been April, so two months now. Uh, Happy two months, I guess, um, uh, Ellis. And so (laughs) I remember we've uh, had this album featured in our our station in many different programs, many times, but it's just that good of an album. So you know what? You can never get tired of it. I'd like to play my favorite track off of this. I think it's not... Well, I guess it kind of did become my favorite track, really, to come to think about it, because um, uh, not not because we played it so many times, but really listening to it, I think it just just was a wonderful time. So here's something that she actually released. Was this was the first single that came to us, in fact, as well. This is called "Born Again." So hopefully you enjoy that, and I'll catch you in a bit. So stick around for all that I have for today's episode. Ha, 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 ha. 
Uh, well, my bad, I actually played uh, not the intended track. That is still a good track, and that is indeed called Born Again, and I really do enjoy it. But this is the one I wanted to play for you. This is the one that first came as a little sneak peek for the rest of the album, which is called Born Again. This one is called Fall Apart. Hopefully you enjoy it. Okay, now on to more music as I continue on with our reruns-ish of music, but reruns being kind of flashing back to get just some of the great tracks we've been able to play here at CFMU. This is uh, sort of a snippet from the uh, 13th episode of the show. This was originally, I believe, if I remember correctly, from 
February 24th. So hopefully you enjoy. from Lauren Arrow, one of the great uh, songwriters of the 20th century from the 60s. That album there was called Eli and the 13th Confession. Uh, just one of my favorites so far. If you've been tuned in for the past couple weeks, you may have heard me actually playing that album uh, ever so frequently because there are just so many wonderful um, pieces on there of, of varying complexities. Uh, she was well known for that sort of thing too, actually, just playing extremely, or at least, you know, her composition style was one where if you heard a song, you knew it was a Laurie Nero song, much like the influence that she had on many other artists of the time. Uh, so the next uh, track I'll be playing for you is something from an album that I played last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. Another great album. Really funky. I think if you really get into the funk mood, this is what would set you on it. This is one of the slower songs on the track, I mean, on the album. But nonetheless, it's still a wonderful one, and I certainly would love to share it with you. This is a group uh, out of their 1973 
I believe, yes, 1973 self-titled album. This group is the Tower of Power, and a track I've got on you for here is a little something about love. Will I ever find another love? That's what it's called. <laughs> Had to check the record for that.
Tower of Power. That was Will I Ever Find a Love, in case I misinformed you just before that little song break. <laughs> that was from, by the way, the Tower of Power self-titled album in 73, 1973, that is. Okay, back now to the present day, and it is now time to move on to our feature for today, the, at least the main one, amidst all the others for today's sync episode. Uh, basically, this is uh, the first ever official interview, I believe, that I did with anybody at the station uh, in which I was interviewed. Now, there were obviously places where I had already been a guest on a show, such as um, the, the times I've sort of cameoed on Good Morning McMaster on the first few Fridays. They had their show back in November, I believe, or December. I think it was November. Uh, the couple of times I appeared on French Toast with Hélène Caron as well. That was Those are fun times, and I do look forward to reappearing on that show if she may happen to invite me on again, and also to have her come on for a second chat here as well on this show. So stay tuned if that ever does take place, and I'll be sure to perhaps link these on the show page, or maybe my appearances are such. Perhaps I'll, I'll see if I get to that. Um, but aside from that, you know, nothing really where I had actually been a guest otherwise. Typically, I also was one of those who normally would be the one asking the questions. So this is one that sort of came up uh, recently, and this was an opportunity for a volunteer to be able to try their hand at uh, interviewing, as well as editing interviews and getting all that stuff prepped in the back end. So originally, actually well before this, all this stuff, I was kind of intending on uh, making sort of a mock interview with myself, and I was wondering how exactly to execute that, because way back in September, as you may have seen the first few episodes of First Up, I had basically these staff features for Olivia Fava, um, Duncan Simmons, Erica Camiso, and Maxine Gravina, all four of my colleagues, my full and part-time colleague counterparts. Um, but I never actually had the opportunity to properly feature myself. I even had the previous production coordinator, Haley, on uh, back in episode number 13, but I never had myself on as a guest. So um, this interview would be pretty much cover that. But before that, I kind of wanted to share something really quickly with you because um, this is sort of my uh, response. And this was kind of me messing around in the back end of production, but at the same time, it kind of turned into a fun little gem of my own, which was a telephone call with myself as if I called into the station and um, called myself and, and we sort of had this fun little quote-unquote conversation. So I'll let you hear this first and uh, then we're going to move on to the interview itself. 93.3 CFMU, it's Jomar here with you this morning in Hamilton. Okay, it's 7.21 now and just before we get into our next music break, I figure that now would be a good time to open up the lines for general morning greetings that you may have for the listeners as, as well as for myself. So uh, we got someone on the line now. Remember that if you want to call in, go ahead. Don't hesitate to go ahead and do so. And I guess we'll start with the first caller. Uh, we got someone on the line now and yeah, go on ahead. Good morning. Hi, good morning to you too. Oh, thank you. What's your name and uh, what city are you from? Well, this is Jomar of Mississauga, currently in Hamilton. Hey, you've got my name, too. <laughs> Never <laughs> thought I'd come across anyone else with the same name as me. <laughs> Go figure, eh? <laughs> Anyways, uh, what message do you have for us this morning? Are we related? Er, sorry, could you please uh, run that by me again? You sound a lot like me, and I have reason to believe that I must inform you of something. You really do indeed sound like me. Huh. Say, what school did you go to? Well, how did you guess? I currently go to McMaster University. Huh. Third year? Third year. Program? Uh, B-Tech in automation, engineering, which I usually tell people is a lot like industrial automation, as there isn't much of a hard definition that I can yet place on it, but eventually I'll get there. Do you have any uh, memorabilia at your place right now? Oh, what sorts? Uh, I don't know. Are you, a, are you a sort of a vintage collector? I suppose so. 
if a turntable, a Polaroid, and a couple of typewriters could be considered vintage. <laughs> oh, you have a turntable. Yeah, it's it's one from the late 60s. Nice. So it works like a gem most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, say, what's your favorite record so far? Uh, good question. I'm torn between... Well, actually, yeah, I'm torn between the Dionne Warwick version of I Say a Little Prayer. It's a wonderful single. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a really yeah. good one. And a good number of songs on a 33 I recently picked up of The Fifth Dimension. I think it's their greatest hits, one of their first ones. Yeah, they have a great number of hits indeed. So, okay, if I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but what are your top three currently from that record? Because I know there's so many good ones on there, but what would you say are your, currently your top three? Oh, golly, that's hard to pinpoint. Oh, uh, <laughs> huh. <laughs> I'd say working on a groovy thing, uh, Sweet Blindness, and California Soul. Oh, yes, those are so good. But there are so many others on that record that I have been enjoying a lot lately, that I have been enjoying a lot lately. Oh, okay. Anyways, what message did you want to tell us this morning? Ah, yes, this one's mainly for you, although if there's anyone doing this or listening to this too, you can tune in and listen in. So firstly, your laundry is almost done, so when you get home, be sure to stick your clothes in the dryer on a warmer cycle, as the heating on the dryer is weaker than most. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, bananas are going bananas. Eat them as soon as you can. Oh, and uh, most importantly, remember that unlock is on the left, not the right. Okay, then. Well, thanks, Jomar. Take care. Yeah, you too. See ya. Have a good one. Yeah, see ya. Yeah, that there was Jomar of Mississauga, apparently currently here in Hamilton. I think I ought to put a tracer on that call. Anyways, for our next music set, we've got the following. (laughs) Let me tell you, that was probably super seamless, wasn't it? Anyway, regardless of however that turned out, uh, it is now time for the actual feature, which I've probably said too many times and never have gotten to it. So, without further ado now, I leave you with this. The volunteer's name, by the way, is Josh Cooper, a great fellow, a wonderful fellow who's sort of, I think this was his first year as a volunteer here at CFMU, and he's had extensive experience as well with other radio stations and campus stations and such to be able to get his hands on production and um, editing and that sort of thing. So this was a great opportunity for him, and I really enjoyed the time. It actually, more or less, when you come to think about it, at least when we came to think about it, it was a pretty casual chat uh, in the form of this uh, recorded interview for about 30, 40-ish minutes or so. But anyways, here we go. Hopefully you enjoy this, and I will catch you in just a moment. By the way, this is First Up, in case you've just jumped ahead, right here on CFMU. Hey, welcome to CFMU. My name is Joshua Cooper. I'm here today with my friend Joe Marquis Latin. How are you today, Joe Mark? I'm doing pretty good, uh, Josh. How are you? Rocking. So finals are just around the corner. How are you preparing for your school finals? Well, let's see. Uh, mine are scattered this this particular term, so I'm just going to take it one uh, one course at a time. Uh, well. My first one actually starts this this upcoming Friday, the 6th of December, so I'll probably spend a lot of time uh, probably just studying for that one in particular, and then once I get through the, you know, the ones that are coming up, then I'll just study one one particular course at a time. Do you prefer to study in the library or at home? 
That varies. I think、um, it depends on the exam. Although I will say, I think I would prefer to keep myself out of home because I usually will find more. I can focus more when I'm away, and it may not necessarily be a library. Actually, sometimes I go to、uh, other study rooms or actually like like straight up individual classrooms or sometimes the halls. Like there are certain buildings on this campus that actually have pretty good spaces outside, like the public, the hallways and such that you can actually study. And surprisingly, it works even if you think there are a lot of people coming by. At least. You still have, you know, you're mostly just trying to get your stuff done. So I don't go to school here. So、mm-hmm. would you be able to tell me are there empty classrooms like available for you to just study in?、Uh, it depends. Yeah. So、um, unofficially, yes. Because the reason why I mention unofficially is because technically, you know, if there are no classes there, people really wouldn't be in there, right? And or uh, uh, perhaps let's say if you come into a classroom, and then. By the time a class is going to come in there, then you're going to get kicked out of the classroom. That kind of thing. So you, you personally, I don't know how how a student could book a classroom to study. However, there are、uh, meeting rooms and study rooms that can be booked in the libraries and stuff like that. But if typically people, I mean, I guess the general trend I've seen is, you know, if people see an empty classroom, they're just going to go in there and do their stuff. Okay, that's what I did at Mohawk. I wasn't、yeah. sure if that's the same thing. It's、here. kind of the same thing here, but because but then there's a much larger scale of classrooms you could run into.、So So typically, people will pick the buildings they like better for classroom types and sizes, and you know, available resources. But in most cases, it's not too bad. Do you have a favorite building? Do I have a favorite building? That's an excellent question.、Um, I'll say that、um, it's only because I've only frequented certain buildings so far. So if you're talking about number of open classrooms. Um, there's the John Hodgins Engineering Building (JHE) that's pretty good because the annex typically has one of two open classrooms. Normally, I go in there, and then they have like a, a blackboard you can use if you need to. The Engineering Technology Building (ETB) it's like a big glass building, kind of by the front,、uh, over off of、uh, off at Main Street. It's kind of like you'll see a big box building there, just across from the、uh, from the church that's there in that area.、Um, that one's pretty good too, because there typically are usually free classrooms in that area, and、uh, a lot of them for that matter.、Um, and if you're looking for a place that just has a Big massive whiteboard and stuff that you can just do, regardless if it's in public. What I was talking about. There's the Information Technology Building. It's an older building, the ITB as we colloquially call it.、Uh, but the second floor has a couple of whiteboards in there, so you can actually just go in there and just do your stuff on the wall. And then that way you can, you know, that that's why I walked in there one time、uh, the night before midterm, and I spent about four hours there studying through through till midnight, and I got through all the almost if not all the questions I wanted to get through. So now. This is a slightly different path. Sure, I've never been into、uh, the McMaster Library, but I heard、yeah. it's huge. Which one, the Mills Library? Yes. Yeah, it is. It is pretty big. I think I'd say,、uh, at least for what I've seen of it, because you know there are there are it is a multi-story building. That's for that's for one thing, and its actual its actual、uh, footprint on in terms of you know dimensions and land size, the the real estate it takes up is is. Quite considerable as well, um, but um, it is yeah because you go. I think the first five floors are resource. They have、uh, all the reading materials and open study tables. But as you get higher,、uh, the study spaces get quieter. So the sixth floor is a completely dead, silent study space. So it's almost like if you ever wanted to get the feeling of going into an exam room and doing a test or some kind of assessment. That's the best place to go because of how quiet it is up there. But there are places to do group studies on the lower floors. Okay, so the higher the number, the lower the DBs. 
basically, uh, into the negatives, basically right to negative 24 almost. <laughs> you feel like that? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, like dead quiet. It's almost like you, you're really, you're actually afraid to make a sound because of the pressure of all the people that are in there. You know, I mean, I haven't tried and I'm not bothering to try that because you're going to get a lot of mad students going at you saying, shh, you know, like the true library feeling, which is hilarious. But um, no, it's, it's good if you really want absolute peace and quiet. But if you kind of are looking for a place where there's a little bit of chatter coming around, then any of the lower floors in that building, I believe, are good. And then the other libraries also have that kind of space. Um, how many libraries are there here at McMaster? There are three libraries. So there's Mills, there's Innes, uh, which I believe is the business library. And then there's Thode, uh, HG Thode Library, which is down over by the GoBus Terminal. If you've ever seen it, it's that, it's that cylindrical-shaped building, sort of, I think. Do you have a favorite library? Uh, it will be a very biased thing. So I, I think I couldn't really tell you, um, in a very objective sense because I've only ever visited mills. Mostly I've been to Thode a few times, not as many as most engineers because engineers, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of a stereotypical place for engineers to go to study at Thode, um, that particular library. But for my case, I've sort of been the anomaly that hasn't been going there at all. So I would have to say Mills, but I, but to be really honest, I couldn't quite answer that question with a very informed answer because I've never been to Innes myself either. So I couldn't tell you about that. So are you an engineer? Somewhat, I guess, because my program is a, it's a, uh, it's actually a combined program with Mohawk and Mac. BTEC, Bachelor of Technology. I was going to say when I was at Mohawk, um, the engineers all seem to look down on radio broadcasters. Really? Not just radio broadcasters, kids in um, just communications in general. Communications Isn't technology. That funny? <laughs> yes, really. They, you get those kinds of stares from from the engineering. Kids? Yes, they. Oh my goodness! They were treating us like like we were being goofballs. That's. Brutal. I guess we kind of were being goofballs. Well, I mean, whatever happens at the Hawk, though, is you know, or, or um, um, CIOI, basically, right? So. I don't know. They probably just thought you know, they envy you, probably, if anything, because you you get to go goof around, you know. Oh, you anything. really you think that? I, I'd probably say that deep down, maybe on the surface, they use the you know they they use that intimidation as a means of just trying to cover up their their envy for uh, for just not being able to get on the radio or something, you know, because it sounds like what you do in communications is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it it was really fun when I was there, especially you know when you get to do the hands-on stuff when you're really t- doing dealing with the equipment and getting to see things practically. My I favorite thing really was. Our like culminating activity basically mm-hmm. in year one was a combined for two classes. We had to write four commercials and we had to produce four commercials mm. and we weren't allowed to use our own voice. So we had to find other people to voice them for oh, us. Well, that's, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. That was probably my favorite thing. Actually, I forgot about this part. They gave us each the company we had to do. So we didn't even get to pick our own company. Oh my goodness. So I got Nike. So you had to kind of pick everything accordingly to whatever you think would work best for you, that commercial. Yeah. So you had to pick your voices, your pet to pick everything, all the elements that went into the commercial and then produce it accordingly. Yeah. And, uh, I got Nike and it actually turned out really well. That's, Mm. I used it for my first, um, like demo tape. Yeah. So I got my first, uh, internship at, uh, 102.9 102.9 K-Lite FM. Oh, that's pretty good. How is that there at, at, at K-Lite, actually? Because I know, I, I mean, that's probably kind of like the, the, the main station around here in Hamilton, if anything. How was it in that area, in that environment? Nerve-wracking, I would say. <laughs> I was really nervous. 
That's a pretty, that, well, I mean, you're talking commercial radio now. That's yeah. A, that's a big step. Absolutely. How are the people at K-Light though? Must've been a good folk, hopefully. Oh yeah, definitely. They actually helped me get my first jobs in radio. Oh, cool. Patty Volek and Sandra Botello are the mm-hmm. two ladies that, uh, they're the creative writers there. Yeah. They're the two ladies that helped me. Oh, wonderful. Also, uh, my teacher, one of my teachers worked there at the same time too. His name was Jamie Petrie. He was a salesman. Mm-hmm. And a few of the people from my class actually worked there. Mostly there was two salespeople. Uh, there was one producer and me, the writer. Okay. So you were on the production side of things, if anything. More on sort of like the writing and the, that sort of thing, as you mentioned. Yeah, I never got to help out with actually producing, though. Oh, I see. Interesting. But you were helping writing stuff for... Oh, yeah. I got to... Um, was it was it for program writing or was it for commercial writing? Commercial writing. Okay, okay. I did a commercial for this really weird thing. It was called the Genesis Pain Relief Light. Oh, goodness. <laughs> It was really but crazy. I just imagine, you know, the tablets come up in mind and I started thinking, oh, pain relief. <laughs> every time you mention it, and every time I see people doing pain relief stuff, it's just the, not, not, not so much, you know, not to mock the companies, obviously, but it's like, there's obviously all these, because everyone seems to attack pain relievers and stuff just for, just for jokes. And so every time I think of a pain reliever, there's always some kind of, some, some, some kind of parodical thing that comes to mind, which is so funny. It but says is, they used broad spectrum light. To relieve muscle and back pain. This is an actual product or this is a joke? No, this is an actual product. This is an actual product. This is an actual commercial I did for this company. Jeez. For broad broad spectrum light. Yes. My goodness. To uh to relieve pains. Yeah, muscle and back pain. That's basically like trying to heat up your body with using using I don't even know if that's that's incandescent light or if it's just, you know, just pure light. I have no idea. But how do you put that? Is it, is it like a tablet or a pill or a capsule or how do you how do you even consume this uh, pain reliever? I have no idea, honestly. You just you just had to read the text and uh, or co- or compose or write up the text for it. Yeah, all I got was I got um, a creative brief for oh, it. Oh, I see. They never got to show you the product. Eh? No. <laughs> Did you ever try looking up the product afterwards? No, I should do that. Try it one day and see what it looks like. I don't even know if it's if it's still around. How yeah. long ago was that? Eight years. Okay. Uh, well, who knows what Genesis has evolved into now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Maybe they've moved from light. They're probably using like, not radiation, but some, some next level. They're probably using like the cloud to, <laughs> to, to try and uh, do pain relief and stuff. You know, yeah. they're sending data there and they're using like these micro, these like, you know, little electronic processors and something. I don't know. Nah, I'm just making that up. I lasers. have no idea. They're using lasers Goodness, now. no. Uh, hopefully they don't like, like non-piercing lasers. If yeah. anything, you better think about that also. But, uh, or gamma rays or something. I'd have no idea. Oh, so we're going to turn people into the Hulk. That's true. Actually, you're going to get a pretty bad outcome (laughs) out of that unless, you know, there's some other, uh, you don't want to see too many Hulks around in the world. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Too many of them will probably just be an overkill and uh, you're going to have, the world will turn upside down. This is the story all about how. All because of Genesis, because they started doing, you know, obviously, obviously this is all in jest. We're not trying to shame Genesis for any of this stuff. This is just purely jest. When you did these uh, things with these, these projects and stuff, did you actually use the studios over at Mohawk or were there separate broadcast studios apart from CIOI to do all the recording stuff? Oh, there's separate studios. Uh, There's, (laughs) actually, I got my head shaved on closed circuit radio one time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, geez. I lost a bet. 
It was the year the Saskatchewan, I think they lost by a field goal, and I picked Saskatchewan to oh. win. Oh, <laughs> and the bet was by whoever would do it would have to shave their head? Yeah. Gee, that's that's quite the bet there. And we had to shave our head oh on air. Oh, my goodness. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a closed circuit station. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, they changed it now because of the advent of the internet. Oh, I see. So, so it's kind of like an online streaming service now, yeah. that particular uh, station? Yes. Was it with Mohawk or was it a, a different entity of its own? No, it was with... It was with Mohawk. Oh, it's a Mohawk instructional station. Yeah, like my like that. my teacher is the is like the boss of it. Oh, I see. Okay, so like the the program director or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Sam so. Cook is the boss. I see. Okay, but that is separate from CIOI. Entirely. It's, it's entirely so separate. From it's, CIOI. So it's like it is truly like an institutional sort of a, an edu- like a a study uh, um, station or frequency yeah. or something. Okay. Okay. That was like our first. Um, like the first time we ever got on air. Basically. Oh, I see. Okay, uh, and then so those studios were the ones you used for all the recording stuff. Yes, there's two big audio labs. One's like this, a little little bigger though. Oh yeah, I imagine. I imagine. The other ones kind of similar actually. Okay. So two like this, mm-hmm. but then the other ones are just like booths. Yeah. There's like three that are just a booth and a microphone, and. Uh, they don't even have the sort of the boards here. The right? boards. Oh, I see. So they were just individual rooms, and they did that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, at least at least you have those because those are probably uh, if you've got singers or or I guess recorders recording people in there for those little booths. Then in that case, yeah. Yeah. So it is much like a recording studio almost, if anything. Yeah. Okay, I see. Well, I mean, you guys have all the gear at Mohawk for certain, <laughs> you know, because we, we aren't, I mean, not to say that there's anything bad with McMaster, but, you know, we're not, we certainly aren't communication driven. Like that's not one of our primary uh, um, uh, faculties or areas of study. So the most you probably get are the, maybe the few rooms. I have yet to find exactly where else on this campus they have recording equipment and stuff, except for here. Because I know here for certain, this is the only place I've seen so far that has recording equipment. Oh, you can't even rent stuff out or anything like I that? I don't know if you can, not that I'm aware of. Um, I don't think we have a service that does that. I Actually, no, there is there is an audio service, so Avtech, the guy is down over here, but I'm not sure if they rent out equipment. They do support events on campus, and they will probably provide equipment such as speakers and all that stuff to do setup, but I'm not sure if they just do general rentals from, for students to say, oh, you can use this space. I don't even know if they have a, a recording booth in there for all we know. You know it could be that too. We can take out, at Mohawk, we could take out, like, Moranzes, um, microphones, cameras. Oh, jeez. Actually, I wasn't, I, I took journalism, too, that's why. Yeah, okay. So I wasn't allowed to take out cameras when I was in radio. Oh, but you were allowed in, in the journalism side. Yes. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's a whole wealth of equipment you've got there at Mohawk, yeah. if anything. So that's pretty good. Do you have a favorite audio program that you like to use, maybe at home? Do you use a different one? Well, the only one that I can afford is Audacity. <laughs> to be completely oh, you honest, use Audacity? I do because it's just to, to just to refine. Uh, um, mostly, like there's hardly much in terms of the waves I touch, except if I really have to equalize something, then I will, or to you know mess with frequencies and stuff. But hardly much editing, except that, or maybe to add an echo effect or something. But um, it's only if I ever do record at home, which I very seldom do because, again, my recording equipment is merely just one of those portable recorders or a USB microphone, That's that kind of thing. My room is by no means soundproof. So every time you do a recording, anywhere I do it in my house, it's going to be echoey a little bit, just by a little bit. But yeah. still, you know, not the greatest booth to do it in or something, unlikely like a place like this or the... Uh, 
or like an actual recording little booth, same idea. But it's, you know, it's not the greatest, but at least it's not a bathroom echoey sound. So I never do recording in the bathroom, whoever should do that and think that's a good idea to do so. Um, but yeah, I only use Audacity only because it's the only software I really ever have to use. If I were producing, let's say, not even producing, but just messing around and just making like, you know, MIDI sequenced stuff, there's a, uh, I think it's a Linux-based uh, program called LMMS or something like that. Similar to FL Studio, but very different. Uh, a little simpler in that sense, but you can still produce pretty good things out of it. That's, that's if you're just producing, just creating music purely, but for audio, mostly Audacity. My personal favorite is uh, Adobe Audition. I haven't tried using that yet, but oh, I really? imagine it's pretty good. I find it so much easier than Audacity. If I ever tried using Audition, I'd give it a shot. But the only two pieces of software I've ever used, so again, I couldn't really give you a, a really informed and well-formulated opinion, would be this Wave Lab we have here at CFMU and then Audacity at home. I'm already with Final Cut. But that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's different, though. That also includes a video, though, as well. But, yeah. you know, I guess the audio thing is there. And I'm just not even sure how the features are on Final Cut. I don't even know if they have the same sort of, like, this 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 deep of the possible wave effects you could do with, you know, messing with the, with the wave files. Because I know it's kind of more of an all-encompassing video editing software. Yeah, right? it's it's not as good as Audition, I find, but it mm -hmm. still has a lot of oh, really? a lot of choice. Oh, wow. And it's still easy to use, I find. Fair enough. Um, I'd probably say the same if I was more of a Mac user because I very seldom touch Apple devices. The, really? I the last The last time I regularly and religiously used an Apple device was back in elementary school when they still had Macs as the standard computer. That's crazy. That was probably now, if you're talking back since grade eight, we're talking seven years ago. Ever since then, once I stopped touching those Macs because in high school they were using PCs and stuff, I never had an Apple phone myself. It's all been Android. Actually, well, the only ever phone I've ever had was it isn't and is currently still an Android. Before this phone, it was something else that you, you basically all you could do was make a call, receive a call, send a text, receive a text. I've never had an Apple phone. Um, but I did have to buy, as part of my journalism program, I did have to buy a mac laptop okay i see oh, to be able to use like final cut and that sort of thing yes and so we could get um all of cs6 yeah oh yes that that's right that's right that's right something bad happened to my laptop though uh i got a bug an actual bug in inside it and oh, destroyed my. it and that jeez, eh so there's the literal the literal definition of a bug in your computer there. yeah my goodness and that's how it even that's how it originated too so you basically uh managed to replicate history. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, my goodness. It sucked. And that's all it took, eh? Yeah. Gee. I saw the bug once. It was crazy. I thought it was... I was worried it was a cockroach because yeah. I saw it on my bed once. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But then I... Um, what did you deduce it to be, though, if it wasn't a cockroach? The guy who tried to fix it yeah. actually figured it out. It's some kind of Asian beetle. Oh, okay, okay. But how those, oh, gee, have you had an Asian beetle sitting around in your house? Like the Asian longhorn beetle, like those things they say they're uh, It kind of looked like about? that. It looked, Jeez. Look, say like like that works with the cockroach. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a cross between those two. Yeah. So what a hybrid that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that computer went kaput. Well, I see. I see. What do you use now then? Um, I actually bought a Mac computer from Factory Direct. Oh, okay, okay. It works pretty well. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, I actually got an iMac for like a third of the price I spent on my laptop. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty good. I don't know if I should. I'm kind of thinking about trading it for a laptop, though. Like, I don't know if I should pay the money for that. Oh, I see. Well, I guess if time will tell if you will want to do that, if anything. What do you think? Should I? Should I get a laptop? I guess it depends on, on what you use it typically for. If you find yourself needing something on the go very frequently, then I'd probably say it might be a worthy investment. But if I think if you can do away with a computer at home, then I think I'd probably stick with it too, actually. I just got the home version because I asked the guy, the only reason laptops are more expensive is because it's portable. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I didn't realize and, that. And, I mean, I would probably even dare say that they last less longer than desktop computers yeah. do. Yeah. So their service life, their useful service life is much shorter. But the advantage to all that is the fact that they're portable. So if you want to try and find a more durable laptop, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you more as well on top of the fact that it's portable with all the specs you're looking for. And sometimes I'm really, I'm, I usually, am, I, and recently I've been starting to be very particular on, on, in terms of, you know, how things are set up. Because obviously if your computer has a horrendous, uh, um, you know, cooling capacity and that sort of thing, you're pretty much a fried your computer in minutes and that's it. That's the end of that. Right, so uh, whereas desktops have a more of a capability of being able to keep a control, you know, temperature control, and um, you know, the build generally naturally is just I assume would last longer. I also like that I don't, I have an actual mouse now. That too, that too. The touchpad is never gonna. I probably will never master the touchpad. I'm always a mouse person. No, I even hate if the I have a laptop. Pad. I have a laptop. I always have my mouse. If I use my touchpad, it throws me off like Do crazy. You, does it really? It does. I can never function without a mouse for some because because you know growing up in the age when we, we we actually had the mice everywhere you went. The first computer we had back in the in the early 2000s was well there was no the touchpads weren't even a thing at the time because yeah. you know you not even personal you know like the the old laptops i don't think they had touchpads or if if at best just a very very early version of a touchpad people weren't used to, it wasn't it wasn't a, like a big commercial success maybe it was like like a, a ball mouse. or something. a ball. That's like what a, I was thinking. It was like a like a joystick or a ball or yeah. something. Most likely like a ball. You had to kind of do it, and then you press the buttons like that, like a three sixty or a, a multi omnidirectional ball. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's probably what they had, and I'm pretty sure like the you know, the old IBM ThinkPad or whatever they used to have those things. But no, we had a computer, and uh, th those old computers. You're talking like the big boxy monitors, the big boxy tower, floppy drives, all that stuff. Mice. When the connectors, USB was never a thing either, so you had actual separate connectors for the mice and the keyboards. The keyboards and the mice were these round connectors. You remember, I don't know if you remember seeing these, but they were round connectors, much like the, you know, like mic cables and stuff like that. Oh. They're smaller though, but they also had pins inside about like five or three to five pins or something. That's what the old connectors yeah. were. So you couldn't just USB everything into the same computer. You had to use those specific ones and hope your computer had those ports. Are you a gamer? Um, moderately, a very moderate gamer, not too intensive. I, I was told once in my life that in PC gaming, mouse is king. That it offers you better, way better controls mm -hmm. than a 
naturally, controller? naturally, I, I guess, I guess it depends on the game too. Some, some, I suppose, I can see why the, the controllers may work better. Others, in cases where motions of hand now with those newer consoles may work better, and where mice may be better too. But you know, um, for me, it was because like the mouse was merely just to 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 change the direction of your viewing and that sort of thing. It was easier because if your sensitivity was comfortable enough, then you could just swipe your mouse and you'd find yourself in the direction you wanted to position your camera at or something like that, for example. If you're playing like a first-person role or like a role-playing a role game or something like that. What kind of headphones do you have at home? At home? Uh, for what purpose? Like for, for, uh, for computer usage, for audio, for listening to stuff? or um, uh, For being on the go when you're out and about. On the go. I very seldom bring headphones. Oh, really? I don't bring headphones. Oh, okay. On occasion, I do. They're just very simple, cheap Sony headphones if I ever do. Really? Just foldable ones with either a detachable cable. I used to have Skull Candy headphones for the longest Yo, time. Yo, those are my favorite. They're really good because the set that I had was one of those where the where the, where the aux cable was detachable from the headphones which helped because if your if your aux cable gave in then you could just take the cable out and buy another aux cable and plug it into the headphones it worked perfectly fine so those headphones i believe lasted me about six years were they hash twos hmm hash twos is that i what don't i don't recall what oh, they no. were exactly it was like it was about the it was like a bright colored sort of model they're small about uh, the the receiving the receptors were about um no bigger, not even bigger than the circle on the top of that speed. They're like really big. They're probably about yay big. Oh, so they're not hash twos then. Yeah, they're not. They're not like crazy big. They're they're uh, they almost fit over the ear. They're not over the ear actually. They just fit on top of the ear, just right on top, but not like cupped over the ear like these ones or your headphones yeah. or something like that. But they were they were simple. They canceled a little bit of noise, so that helped. Not too much that it was that it was distracting or something, and not too little that it was distracting to the environment. But so it was good that way. They were pretty solid headphones. And then it wasn't until the actual headphone unit itself then was showing problems. Then I said, ah, this is the end of the service life of these headphones. So then I said, I'll just go find a really cheap set of headphones because again, I don't very I don't use them very often. I've broken like three pairs of hash twos. <laughs> I'm hoping to get another pair for Christmas. Over the course of how many years though is this? Mm, I'll say the first pair lasted me two years. Okay. Okay. Well, then that means like they've, they've lived pretty good service life. The second pair case. lasted me six months. Okay. And then the third pair, probably a year. Okay. Okay. And each time I, I snap them doing something oh, okay. different. Oh, I see. So it's just uh, just just natural wear and tear and, like, you know, they, yeah. they snap easily, if anything. So I guess that that's that there. But, yeah, if you know me, I very seldom carry headphones around. Because I usually, unless I'm probably on some long commute or long journey, then I'll bring headphones. But typically for just being out and about, I usually don't bring headphones. At home, it would be the same set of headphones pretty much. Uh, if I ever do use them at home as well. Um, and that's that sort of thing. But because, you know, if I have a turntable, then I may as well listen through speakers instead of a headphone, which although you could use a headphone, but I'd have to use an adapter for that set or use this set that I'm wearing right now because the headphone jack is perfect, that kind of thing. Mm. But uh, yeah, if I were listening to the turntable, I just have it playing through speakers. Do you have, do you have huge speakers? Not really, no. Um, they're about this size, give or no. There's because there, there are two sets. There's like an A set and a B set of speakers. So there's like one per side, left and right. There's a, there's like about the about that big, give or take. Then the second set top is just a small one, about you know this big, roughly. 
if for size comparison, you, you you certainly can't see what we're what we're doing here in the studio. Um, but if you were to take your hand and just kind of go, you know, put him into like a like a the shape of square brackets or something, kind of like a tissue box almost. I would say the size of a gold bar is what you're. A holding. gold bar or like a Kleenex box or something yeah. like that. Give or take. That's about the, the, the mini set of speakers. The big set's kind of like what we've got here in the studio, but um, they deliver pretty well, actually. So I, I get a full range, uh, a wonderful sound out of it. And these are these are by no means any expensive speakers either. These are just cheap uh, pawn shop bought purchase speakers. They're mighty good. And then the receiver works perfectly fine. With an, It has the equalization options so you can get the best out of your audio. And then the turntable itself is a gem, absolute gem. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how, how old yours dates back to, but I find that the older you go, the better they typically end up being. My turntable? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know how old it is. I got it from. Interesting. Well, what, do you know what color it is or what kind of finish it's got or material or whatever? Is it like a a sort of, it's, it's a wooden one? It's got like a wood base and then it even came with like a, like a plastic cover kind of the, thing. The cover, like the cap, the lid for it, right? Yes. Just, uh, is it a, it's like a tinted plastic or whatever? Or yeah. Or it's a clear plastic? Tinted. Tinted plastic. Oh, gee, you might have a, that might be pretty old when you're talking about that. It's pretty good. Did it have a, uh, it probably wouldn't have a brand name on it, but um, uh, I can imagine it's probably a pretty good one. I can't believe I got it for a buck. Uh, for for a buck is nuts. Yeah. Absolutely. And if it still works, that is insane. Yeah. It you works. should seriously send me pictures of it if you have it. I, I, I'll try to find it at home. Yeah. Oh, I know where it is. Yeah. There you go. That's crazy. Take pictures or you can take a video of you listening to some records on it. Have you, have you been collecting records out of curiosity? No, I stole some from my grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get started, right? Yeah. That's fair. No, no. But, but then that's where the joy comes. And I think you, you start to join that niche of people. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm probably um, being too harsh if I say niche, but the, the population of, of people that are just record, uh, you know, the record collectors and that sort of thing. Uh, for me, I mean, I'm no record collector by any means, but just the joy of having that physical copy of a song is just always the best time, you know. I love looking at the record labels. Like the even covers. that too. There's a certain art to record label creation. Even just the labels themselves. Like some of them, some of them have the wackiest patterns on them, really. And 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 even even just the ones that are such so plain and simple. There's something about them that's just so nice, like color combination or some pattern that just kind of speaks the time of when it was released. So record labels certainly are good. That was Jomar, and this has been Joshua Cooper from CFMU. Hope you enjoyed the interview.
And there was Water Bear. That was Keep Coming Back. And that was their latest uh, release there. Um, Self-released, in fact. Um, And I I believe that is the title track of the album, actually. Keep Coming Back. That was uh, from the Hamilton-based band. So pretty local, right out of here. And uh, they write original songs that are honest, dealing with themes of uh, autonomy, of survival, and home. Mixed with just a great sound of just a universal rock sound. And they're going backwards in the set that I played for you, which was a bit of a longer one. Um, Not the longest by any means, but I know I've I've been uh, longing to play some more music for you. Uh, Was actually one from my own record collection. This was from Helen Reddy. She had a song there called Leave Me Alone. Ruby Red Dress in brackets. Uh, and that, um, from, from my collection, was from her uh, sort of greatest hits album, but originally came from an album in 1973 by the name of... I'm just pulling it up right over here. It, it was part of... Oh, my goodness. Where am I? Long Hard Climb. <laughs> For some reason, I was uh, looking through it, and uh, I had all my uh, information and documentation, but I kind of just lost myself there for a second. Uh, but, yeah, so there it is. That was from 73. And then just before that, the first one to kick off the set, if you just joined me this morning, that was from uh, Andrea Petriti. That was uh, Conversations in My Head from her uh, self-released album, What If I... And uh, Andrea is a uh, Calgary-born jazz musician specializing in jazz piano, and she has a solid reputation as a fine and professional performer, bringing passion and joy into her performances, which must be something extremely enjoyable, and I certainly will look forward to uh, being able to share some more of her with you. Okay, so we're now about to go ahead and go into the next music break. But before I do, I kind of wanted to quickly interject because I thought kind of sort of came to mind. Uh, if in case you still are not completely convinced that I'm doing this show from home, this should hopefully put all your thoughts and doubts to bed. This lovely sound you're hearing now is that of my garage or my house's garage door opening at my place. Um, and this is sort of one of the sounds that's really bothered a lot of us interviewing. Oh, not bad. It's a good day out. So, you can already imagine where this uh, sort of recording is going. Nope. Both have been picked up. So that sound, I don't know if you picked up on that, basically has been something that... Oh, wait, this is the wrong direction. I have to go and pull the car up. This here, uh, if you're tuned in, is the great joy of podcasting, let me tell you that. I can't do this in the studio now, can I? (laughs) Anywho, our uh, garbage apparently has not yet been picked up, but that's no problem. So yeah, that pretty much, those few seconds of sound, hopefully sort of gave you a bit of an idea as to what's going on. Here's another one. Listen to this sound. There you go. That should... uh, I honestly wonder, though, in, in all seriousness, how this would sound on the airways and how silly it probably look doing this. Like, you know, see a guy coming out with a random recording device, checking on the bins, pushing them aside, about to get into the car. Speaking of which, maybe we'll get into the car because we're about to do some groceries. So while I go out for this run, which will probably be, in actuality, much longer than what this next music break will be. Otherwise, you'd be stuck here till probably Instrumentality or the Marauder Sports Roundup. So um, I'll probably leave you with some more music. So hopefully you enjoy this next segment. And once again, this is first up the sync episode. And uh, yeah, this is just uh, if you, I guess in short, long story short, if you have no idea what just happened for the past couple minutes, this is just a testimonial that this show is indeed being broadcast from home. So 
Uh, I mean, do you want to hear that garage sound again? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Anyways, <laughs> here's another musical break and back to me and my previous self. Hopefully you enjoy. Uh, we are now into the first third of this uh, of the program this morning. I think we're pretty much there. But nonetheless, there's still a lot more to come with more music. And I'll be kicking that off now because I have another sort of conversation for you. And I think the theme for this morning might actually end up being conversation. I don't know. Because here I have a track from um, the uh, great Joni Mitchell uh, from her album. This is also sort of off of my own uh, collection, uh, Ladies of the Canyon, which is something that I surprisingly picked up at a campus. I think it was even here. I'm pretty certain it was here on campus. There was this uh, record sale going on upstairs in the student center, uh, just over in the marketplace in the lobby. I believe it's called the marketplace. I've been here for three, four years now. I should know that. But um, yeah, there was uh, there were just a bunch of really cool records I came across, and I said, you know what, I must I must try to have these, and you know, they're wonderful records too. So uh, definitely, like if if they ever come around. Um, and if you're in the Mac area, do check them out because they certainly have some some absolute gems in that collection. So it's really cool. A lot of them are on the used end, but what's nice about it is that, you know, most of them are, are of, of older artists and uh, older adult contemporary uh, and uh, those sorts of genres. But nonetheless, just a great time to check out um, if you ever are around and for their next sale, which if, if, I, if I wish I could quote the date for you, but I don't have it on me right now. Anyway, this is uh, from Ladies of the Canyon, um, one of the most popular songs you know off of this album is one by the name of Big Yellow Taxi. I was about to say Big Red Taxi. <laughs> oh boy, she better not be tuned in right now. Uh, but anyway, this track I'll be playing for you is on the opposite side of... Um, yeah. No, is it? No, it is. Yes, it is on the opposite side of Ladies of, uh, of Big Yellow Taxi, that is. And this is a track itself called Conversation. And so I'm going to kick off the set for you with Joni Mitchell right here on CFMU. him sometimes Comfort and consultation He knows that's what he'll find I bring him apples and cheeses He brings me songs to play sees me when he pleases I see him in cafes and I only say hello and turn away before his lady knows how much I want to see him she removes him like a ring to wash her hands she only brings him out to show her friends I want to free Again. 
Sentences, miraculous repentances. I don't believe her. Tomorrow he will come to me and he'll speak his sorrow endlessly and he'll ask me why. Why can't I leave her? Him sometimes comfort and consultation. He knows that's what he'll find. He knows that's what he'll We're just about to go and head out and do some errands while I'm doing this show. Can you believe it? I'm actually doing this show um, while I'm about to go ahead and do groceries. Can you believe this? Like, my your brother's here sitting. Say hi. Hello. Just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, so here we go. We're going to start the car, as you can probably hear this going on. Get the windows down. Enjoy ourselves. And, anyways, while we're getting ourselves warmed up here, hopefully you are enjoying your Monday as well with more music to come along and potentially more of me trying this. Although, obviously, p quick PSA, do not drive and do a show at the same time. Definitely not good with the cops. Anyways, I'll catch you in a moment. Trois ans déjà je vis Il n'est pas grand mon domicile Mais de ma fenêtre on voit Paris Et le soir lorsque tout s'éclaire On n'a pas besoin de bougies Il fait comme ça bien assez clair Et ça fait des économies Venez donc chez moi Je vous invite Il y a de la joie chez moi C'est merveilleux À côté des étoiles J'habite À deux pas du ciel Toujours bleu J'attendrai chez moi votre visite 
L'escalier n'est pas dangereux. Le tapis est pas jusqu'au deuxième. Si on monte plus haut, plus de tapis. Mais elle est tout droit. Monter au sixième, c'est gentil chez moi. Montez-y. Okay, a wonderful set there. That was from Carolyn Curry, that track you just heard. That was uh, her rendition of a great jazz standard by the name of Venez Donc Chez Moi. Uh, that comes from her album Dear Be a Doll, released not too long ago as well. She is actually from, uh, at least uh, based on the Maritimes currently, uh, she is an accomplished vocalist, pianist, and arranger, and a teacher, performer, and music director in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Okay, we've come back now full cycle as we're back in the comfort of our home studio and I am back now to conclude the program perfectly. The errands went well and hopefully you sort of enjoyed some of those fun little segments of uh, when I was trying to do so. Now, can you, it's, it's really funny though when you try to do these sorts of things. I find it hard to focus on what I'm saying and what I'm doing at the same time. So normally, as you probably noticed how I sounded in the past segments, um, it definitely was very different, a really weird experience because, you know, I'm moving about and I'm talking. So imagine people who have to do this on the fly and they improvise and do this while they're going out in the street and walking or doing whatever the case it is they're doing and still recording a podcast. So uh, huge props to those folks who can. And if you are capable of doing so, I highly commend you. Anywho, we've pretty much hit the end of today's sync episode for all the fun shenanigans we've pulled off in today's episode. Hopefully you have enjoyed them as well as the interview. Thanks again, Josh Cooper for having um, interviewed me and uh, it's it was actually fun. I really enjoyed that conversation and I hope you've been able to pick up on some great things in the world of interviewing. In fact, I actually look forward to seeing you or whatever by whatever means, whether that be physically or virtually next year, uh, when things resume back here at the station at CFMU. So yeah, anyway, for you listening, thank you so much also for joining me today on this episode, and I look forward to sharing uh, the content for next week with you as well. Episode 30 is on its way, and I am super excited about that. So uh, don't go away, or at least... Um, be sure to check out next week's. I unfortunately wish I could say don't go away, but uh, uh, we pretty much are at the end of the program. So anyways, once again, this has been First Up for 93.3 CFMU, broadcasting out of McMaster University in the basement of the Student Center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, currently from my home and uh, being recorded from here in hometown Mississauga, but nonetheless still going strong and the content will come to you. Be sure to check out all of our programming as well here at CFMU on our website at cfmu.ca and I look forward to catching you next Next week, you can tell I'm losing my breath and I'm having to catch it. I think there's just so much excitement in the air still because episode 30 is on its way. And now you know what the sync means. So happy sync. Thanks for joining and I will catch you next week. Hopefully you and yours take care.